Chapter Nineteen of Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonali Punja. Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill, or Jasper Palo's Secret by Alice B. Emerson. Chapter Nineteen. The Sting of Poverty. At first, Miss Cramp's giving out of the words was like repeated volleys of small arms in this orthographical battle. Every pupil well knew the pages of two-syllable words beginning Baker, Maker, Poker, Broker, Quaker, Shaker, and even the boys rattled these off, grinning the while in a most sheepish fashion at their elder brothers or their women folk who beamed in pride upon them until such lists as food, soup, meat, bread, dough, butter, bowled over the more shaky ones. The first failures, and usually upon comparatively easy words, were greeted with some laughter, and the ridiculed spellers sought their seats with hanging heads. By and by, however, the failures were not at all at the bottom of the class, here and there such lists as inane, profane, humane, insane, mundane, urbane, or stayed, unlaid, mermaid, prayed, weighed, portrayed, began to pick out uncertain ones the entire length of the line. Miss Graham shot out word after word, her spectacles gleaming and her eyes twinkling. The grim smile upon her lips when one big girl above Ruth went down before forswear, spelling it with an extra e, showed that the teacher considered the miss deserved to fail because of her heedlessness. Then, when she reached the list ending in a, e, and a, they fell like ripe huckleberries all down the line. Inway dropped so many that it was indeed a massacre, and some of the spellers got together such weird combinations of letters to represent that single word that the audience was soon in a very hilarious state. Move up, commanded Miss Cram to the pupils left standing, and there was a great clumping of feet as the line closed up. Not more than two dozen were standing by this time, and half an hour had not passed. But after that, it was another story. The good spellers remained. They spelled carefully and quietly, and a hush fell upon the whole room as Miss Cramp gave out the words with less haste and more precision. The seeds, as all the children called the puzzling list, flowed too, and several of the best spellers had to think carefully while the list was being given out. Proceed, succeed, Exceed, accede, secede, recede, impede, proceed, concede, antecede, intercede, supersede. Fortunately, Ruth, who now kept her eyes upon Miss Cram's face, spelled carefully and correctly, without any sign of hesitancy. The match went on then, for page after page, without a pupil failing. Perhaps there was hesitation at times, but Miss Cramp gave any deserving scholar ample time. 
page after page of the spelling book was turned that tricksy little list of goblin problem conduct rocket pontiff compact prospect ostrich finally left but three scholars between ruth and julia at the head of the class one of these was oliver shortsleeves a french canadian lad whose parents had anglicized their name when they came down into new york state he was as sharp as could be and he had pushed julia semple and rosa ball hard before in the spelling matches but he was the only boy left standing within the next few minutes and again the pupils moved up there were but fifteen of them rosa ball came next to ruth below her and the girl from the red mill knew very well that miss ball would only be too delighted to spell her ruth down indeed when ruth waited a moment before spelling seraglio rosa in her haste blurted out the word and julia smiled and there was a little rustle of expectancy it was evident that many of the scholars as well as the audience thought ruth had failed wait exclaimed miss cram sharply did i pass that word to you rosa no ma'am but i thought never mind what you thought you know the rule well enough said miss cram that will be your word and i will give ruth fielding another spell seraglio again rosa s e r a l g i o spelled rosa i thought in your haste to get ahead of ruth you spelt it wrongly rosa said miss cramp calmly you may go down next seraglio miss ball went down in tears angry tears but there was not much sympathy shown to her by the audience and little by her fellow pupils it was soon seen that there was some sort of rivalry between ruth and julia and that the girl from the red mill had not been treated fairly oliver shopsleeves became sadly twisted up after hearing those immediately before him spell in succession schooner tetrach Fibroch and anarchy and tried to spell architrave with so many letters that he would have needed no more to have spelt it twice over so ruth then became fourth in the line she continued to spell carefully and serenely nothing disposed her poise for she neither looked around the room nor gave heed to anything that went on save miss cramp's distinctly uttered words on and on went the steady voice of miss cramp she bowled over one pupil with microcosm another the next minute with metonymy nymphian and naphtha and sent two more to their seats while the silent m in mnemonics cut a most fearful swath in the remainder so that after the smoke of that bomb was dissipated only julia ruth and two others stood of all the class julia semple had darted many angry glances at ruth since the cutting down of her friend rosa ball and her flaunting of the girl from the red mill and her scornful looks might easily have disturbed ruth had the latter not been wise enough to keep her own gaze fixed upon the teacher helen and tom were delighted and plainly showed their enjoyment of ruth's success now as the situation became more strained the audience applauded 
when one of the spellers overcame a more than ordinarily difficult word, so that when the girl next to Ruth missed tergiversation, and it passed to the girl from the Red Mill, who spelt it without hesitation and correctly, Helen applauded softly, while Tom audibly exclaimed, Good for Ruthie! This did not make Julia Simple any more pleasant. She actually looked across at Helen and Tom and scowled at them. It had already begun to be whispered about the room that the match was easily Julia's and that she was sure to win. And Mr. Semple, the chairman of the trustees, who sat on the platform with the teacher, looked very well satisfied indeed. But Miss Cramp had come down now to the final words in the speller, down to zenith and zoology. And still there were three standing. Miss Cramp looked for a moment, as though she would like to announce the match a tie between the trio, for it was plain that there would be hard feelings engendered among some of the audience, as well as the pupils, if the match continued. Her custom had been, however, to go on to the bitter end, to spell down the very last one, and she could not easily make a change in her method now. A general sigh and whispering went around when she was seen to reach the academic dictionary, which was always the foundation of the tower of books upon the northeast corner of Miss Cram's desk. She opened the volume and shot out the word, A purse. The girl standing between Ruth and Julia staggered along until they reached abstinence. She put an E instead of an I in the middle syllable and went down. But the audience applauded her. Julia Semple began to hesitate now. The end was near. Perhaps she had never taken the time to follow down the rows of words in the dictionary. At a calical, she stumbled, started twice, then stopped and asked to have it repeated. A calical, cried Miss Cramp steadily. A C A L L Y C A L stammered Julia. Wrong, said Miss Cram dispassionately. Next, a calical. Ruth spelt it with two L's only, and Miss Cram looked up quickly. Right, she said. You may step down, Julia. It has been our custom to keep on until the winner is spelt down too. Next word. A Cali sign. But there was such a buzz of comment that Miss Cramp looked up again. Julia Semple had seemed half stunned for the moment. Then she wheeled on Ruth and said in a sharp whisper, I saw that Cameron girl spell it for you. She's been helping you all the time. Everybody knows she's patronizing and helping you. Why, you're wearing her old cast-off clothes. You've got one of her dresses on now. Papa. Ruth stared back, her face turned red, then white, as though she had been struck. The smarting tears started to her eyes and blinded her. Julia, take your seat instantly, said Miss Cramp more sharply. Ruth, spell a calicine. But Ruth could not open her lips. Had she done so, she would have burst into tears, and she could not have spelled the word right nor any other word right at that moment. She merely shook her head and followed Julia to her seat stumblingly 
while a dead silence fell upon the room. End of chapter 19